Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Welcome to our summer series, The Best Soul Talks, where we have members of our Soul Shepherding team introducing their favorite podcast. I am so honored and excited to introduce my dear friend, Sheridan McDaniel. Pastor Sheridan serves as not only the pastor relations advisor for Soul Shepherding, he's the lead pastor at a place for worship in Fullerton, but also is a pastor of another, not one, but two churches. Sheridan is the most gracious, truly, and loving people I know. And he's also the funniest, no pressure Sheridan. Um, but he has been pastoring for over 29 years, which I find very hard to believe. And he is continually sharing light and compassion, Jesus's care for others as a spiritual director, a coach, and a minister. Sheridan, thank you so much for being here. Can you tell us what episode you selected and why? I selected number 315. And 315, it deals with faith and feelings and that that is the one that that really touched my heart uh, when i heard uh, bill and christy sharing about it uh it's titled it's if it's faith real if you don't feel it that's i believe reason I, I selected that one that's a topic i believe i will and many believers will have to answer and experience uh, along our journey uh the the faith and the feelings, the, the believing and, and the emotions and how they work together. And what I loved about their conversation on the podcast is uh, when they would share, I believe Christy shared this, that even Jesus had emotions. And if Jesus had emotions, then, you know, we too are going to experience emotions because it's easy uh, to throw emotions to the side and not trust them. But emotions are something that we have to, as they shared in the podcast, learn to integrate with our faith and have them work together. And, uh, and then in the word, it shows that faith and feelings do work together. Uh, one of my favorite scriptures is, is Psalms 56 and 3, where, where it talks about the psalmist. He says, when I'm afraid, then I will trust. And afraid is a feeling. But it was that feeling that I responded to with faith. When I'm afraid, then I will trust. And so it's, it's telling me, don't let my emotions govern my life. But at the same time, don't toss them away. Use it. Even my emotions and my feelings, uh, use that to, to, to bring faith in. And, uh, and, and it's not denying my emotions. That some will want to do, deny what I feel. But he said, when I'm afraid, I acknowledge I'm afraid, but I'm going to respond to that fear with faith. Then will I trust because faith is trusting. So it, it's it's something that, again, we will experience every single day and knowing that uh, faith is, as we say, it's what I do. It's, it's my action. Um, faith is not just believing in spite of the evidence, but it's obeying in spite of the consequence. And so it's it's me telling myself that 
that I'm going to walk, going to obey, going to trust. Oh, shared it. I might drop now, right? I just so appreciate um, this episode. And I know that our listeners will really understand or come to see that Jesus felt emotions. We feel emo- that we are not asked to deny them, but in fact, bring them to our relationship with Jesus and explore. I just, I think that so often we're, we are not taught that in our churches. And, and, and so this is an opportunity to again, come back to this, this experience. So I'm so thankful, Sheridan. We hope you enjoy um, this replay is, is faith real if you don't feel it? And Sheridan and I will be back on after um, this episode to pray for each of you. So today, Christy, we want to especially talk about uh, the question, is your faith real if you don't feel it? Because this is something that has been coming up as we've been going around to churches and different groups talking about journey of the soul and helping people, as you said, make that, that journey map of, okay, what's, what's my timeline and w- w- the ebbs and flows of my sense of God's presence in these different stages in, in, in my discipleship to Jesus. And there are times that we don't feel God's presence. We call this, uh, in journey of the soul, we call this desolation. Uh, times where it's not that God has left us or is not loving us, but there's there's times where we don't experience that, we don't feel that. And so then it, it can leave us really discombobulated and discouraged, like, well, is, is my faith real? I'm not, I'm not feeling it anymore. And then, and then some of us sort of go to the other extreme and just feel like, well, faith isn't a feeling, and so I don't even need to feel it. And, and well, there's, you know, faith is not a feeling, but if we never feel God's presence. There's probably something else wrong there in in our in our emotions, in our in our psychology, in our relationships with God and with other people, where we're probably hurting and need, needing some some care there, so that we can sometimes feel God's presence. Yeah, if we let our emotions be the the range on truth or reality, that's problem. And yet, if we totally ignore our emotions as having any truth or gauge of reality. That's a problem as well. And we see people that do make that error on both sides, people that uh, have kind of come to the wall in their journey, and they kind of resign to this sense of, well, I guess kind of I'm through the emotional infatuation, falling in love with Jesus, and I'll never feel that again. And uh, now I just won't depend upon my emotions anymore in my spiritual life. And I'll just plug along and grin and bear it out and do the right thing and think and do and obey and duty and that's okay that's what the christian life is really about that's what that's what scripture talks about with perseverance and and there is some truth to that there are seasons when that's definitely the truth that we need to not be dependent upon emotion in our faith our faith needs to be stronger than our emotions but god really does want us to feel love and to be emotionally alive and whole and healthy and to be able to to move within the experience of all the emotions he's created and god himself feels emotions i'm thinking about the example of a woman in our institute who we were doing our morning soul food reading which is one of my favorite parts of each of the five days at the institute is at breakfast time we share one of the uh, a brief excerpt from one of the classic writers of christian devotion 
these are the books that have really shaped us, Christy, um, and me in particular. I have a, a great um, appreciation for the old writers, and so I, I share one of my favorite readings every morning at breakfast, and then we uh, we squeeze the sponge. We talk about our responses to that, and so I was sharing a reading from uh, William Law, A Serious Call to a Devout and Holy Life. Uh, yeah, that's that's actually the title, A Serious Call to a Devout and Holy Life. Probably not a title that would make the bestseller list today, but it's one of the all-time great classics by William Law, and it is just so moving, his heart for God, his his devotion, and the insights that, that, that flow from that. And uh, one of the women, thank God she felt safe to be honest with us, and she just, when we were squeezing the sponge, she just blurted out and go, I had a hard time with that reading. I, I've, got a, I've got an emotional allergy to this, and that, that just sounds like a lot of, of duty and obligation and legalism. and legalism and burdens and responsibility, and I, I didn't like that. <laughs> I've had that same allergic reaction to that reading before, because it this is the side, that reading particularly comes across on the side of the emphasis on what we do, not on what we feel, and that we do it despite what we feel. And there definitely is truth to that. That's really important. It's important that we are able to do and engage in discipline, even if we don't feel like it. That's that's a part well, William of William Law was maturity. in a different place when he wrote this because he, he had a time in his life where he hit the wall um, and he came through that. And so he's really writing about a, a heart full of love and adoration for God that uh, is intending to uh, thoroughly uh, demonstrate um, reverence and affection for God in everything he does. And that this is the, the, the best and happiest life is to be a disciple of Jesus and to seek to obey the Lord from our hearts in all that we do. And so it's, it's a, a wonderful reading, but it, maybe not when you're at the wall and, and when you're burned out on Christian disciplines and Christian activity and you're not feeling God's presence and you've been just grinding it out and with obligations and duties for, uh, for a long time and not feeling God's presence, uh, it's easy to misinterpret that reading. And so that was the case for, for our friend. And so we had a very fruitful discussion about that to, most of all, just to empathize with her and where she was at and, and say to her, yeah, this is not a good reading for you right now. And to um, bless her and where she was. But the great, the great this story is such a, a happy ending because uh, she needed to sort of, uh, took some time and but it, it really the the institute weeks uh, that she went to every six months really framed this journey. She came to us, burned out at the wall and been there for some time, and uh, was just gutting it out in her church service and ministry. And then she learned the language of the Christ stages and the journey of the soul, and uh, she learned to rest and she learned some different spiritual disciplines. Uh, it, instead of just going through the one year Bible every year and and being dutiful in, in all of her responsibilities and all the ways that she could serve, she started to rest and she uh, opened up to her emotions and she met with a spiritual director and sort of talking about her life with, with her soul shepherd. And uh, she stayed with the course of the things that we were teaching in the Institute. And by learning to bring her emotions into prayer, like from praying lament psalms, uh, opening up to things like poetry and art and just whole different ways of connecting with God's presence that are not maybe the traditional spiritual disciplines that we think of. 
And so this this opened up her soul, and she she did begin to feel God's grace and God's beauty again, and found friends on the journey with her where she could be emotionally honest and. So that really shifted her, and then then after that season that was more quiet in terms of ministry activity, she was able to re-engage her, her, her ministry with, with more joy and from a, from a deeper place because of that, that inner journey work. She had gotten, she'd gotten out the shovel, and so now she's in a season of, of spirit-led ministry and, and really happy with that. There are seasons where we, we really need to change up our disciplines because they've gotten dry, they've gotten dutiful, they've gotten boring. They're not, we're not f- feeling any effect of them. And the Lord has something different for us that we need to, we need to try, we need to engage with. Or we're, we're needing some care for our soul. We're needing care for our emotions. We're, there's an invitation there even to get emotionally honest and to understand our emotions and to bring those more into our relationship with God. For me in that season, that's where disciplines like lament and disciplines that, that actually brought some ministry and comfort and consolation to me were really important for me to awaken my, my heart's love to God in a season where it had, it had kind of gone flat, it gotten cold. And one of the reasons, too, that we like to read these soul food readings, these devotional classics, is because so often we're reading people who are in a season of great emotional feeling experience with God, and they're they're writing about that, they're articulating that, and it can warm our hearts towards that. It can help us to remember a time when we felt that way, which can be really helpful, or it can help us to long to feel that way and to get the vision to, that we need to move us towards that kind of heart engagement with God. It becomes like a mirror that we can look into that cultivates our own heart for God because this writer is in the, the inner journey or spirit-led ministry, the, the I or S stages, and they've commonly they've experienced a spiritual renewal as they work through their own wall experiences or their own dark night of the soul. And so they've come into a deeper, richer appreciation of God's grace, and we can take heart from them. Yeah, it's so helpful to hear other people's stories, whether they're stories of early stories of conversion. Those are those are celebratory stories for us that encourage us, that remind us of God's goodness and power and grace. Whether it's stories of people sharing how they've gotten help and discipleship, how they're growing. That, that encourages us too because that reminds us, oh yeah, I you know what I want to study scripture more because I've forgotten the treasures that can be mined there. Or as we're hearing stories of service that that remind us of how what a great feeling it is to be a part of the body of Christ, to be his hands and his feet, to be serving, to be making a difference and an impact. Or if it's stories at the wall where we feel like, oh, I'm not alone when I've hit the wall. I'm this is normal. This is natural. I don't have to go to shame. I don't have to go to doubt. I don't have to question my faith and and leave the church that I'm not alone in this, that this is a part of the journey and I can understand it and I've learned what to do. You're just going through the Christ stages there, uh, C-H-R and the wall, and then then into the second half. But yeah, C stage, if you haven't read Journey of the Soul, that's confidence in Christ and that's where we're we're born from above and appreciating God's forgiveness of our sins and probably getting involved in church. And then the H stage of help and discipleship. 
That's where we're learning spiritual disciplines, getting in a small group, digging into God's word, and, and the, the Bible's the, the symbol of this stage. And we're probably uh, that, so often and wonderfully that centers around our church community. And then our stage of responsibilities and ministry where we're using our gifts and we're serving and making a difference and we're, we're working with others who have spiritual gifts, uh, partnering together on Team Jesus to reach people f- for Christ and to um, uh, develop a healthy, loving community. And so, yeah, at each of these stages, th- we celebrate the stages because there are good things that we're experiencing uh, in our relationship with God and in our ministry. Well, yes, but what I'm saying is that at each stage, there's times when we will our emotions will be engaged, and it feels so celebratory. It feels so exciting. It feels we feel close to God. Our, our emotions are positive in our faith. The, our emotions are helping and even fueling our faith. But then there are times, even in each stage, the most at the wall when we're feeling kind of a lack of positive feelings, or we're feeling flat, or we're not. Our our faith, our feelings aren't really helping our faith and growing our faith. In fact, at times they might be contrary to our faith. So is is faith real if I don't feel it? And what we're saying is, well, yes, Absolutely. it is. Uh, and if I can't feel it for an extended period of time, uh, at some point that might be a, a symptom that my faith is broken, uh, uh, my trust Faith is trust. To have faith in God is to trust God. It's relational. And so if I'm never able to sense or feel God's presence, uh, there's a, a pretty good chance that, that something is, is hurting or there, there's a deficit in my soul where maybe I've been living my life without empathy. Maybe I was raised in a, a dysfunctional family situation without uh, the nurture and compassion of a parent, and so I haven't learned to find the language of emotions, or maybe my emotions are so, another way we get distorted uh, and damaged here is if our emotions are so controlling our life, and so sometimes we try to shut them down because they feel so unsafe. And so that's why what we're one of the things that we're doing in Journey of the Soul, and it's really helpful as we listen to people's stories uh, through our, our institute retreats, or when we, we go to churches and groups, and we talk with people and, and hear about their, their timeline uh, through the Christ stages, is that in, in our journey of the soul, we can find the language for our feelings and our faith and, and how they integrate. Faith isn't only intellectual and, and reasonable. Certainly it is that. What we think about God, what we think about our life is so important, but our feelings are also important. So we're really integrating thoughts and feelings as part of our discipleship to Jesus. And so sometimes it's because that that integration process has not uh, gone well and we have not been like well-loved or we haven't been emotionally honest through that, that, that we get this, this separation between reason and, and cognition and, and uh, uh, intelligent thinking on one side, but then emotion and feeling and desires is like on this other side and like the two don't talk to each other. And one, one is, we're real strong on one, but not the other, but we, we, need, we need both. And so that's why we say we want to think and feel before we say or do. And that's like a really good uh, dictum uh, or uh, wisdom for, for life and decision making and work and family and relationships is to be feeling and thinking about things. 
Well, and I think that it's very similar, Bill, in our marriage. If if there are times in our marriage where the feelings, the emotions of love aren't aren't super strong there, and where there's there's a a discipline of fidelity and of love that that takes a commitment, more commitment, more functioning out of past decisions and faith. And then there's seasons where the emotions are strong and it's easy to be loving. And it, it, it's effortless to do acts of love and services of love for you. And I think it's the same for us in our relationship with God. And we, we don't want to have never have any positive emotion in our relationship, but we also don't want to have to be dependent upon emotion in order to love and to be faithful and so that's another example where just because maybe at a time I'm not feeling love doesn't mean our love isn't real. Our marriage essence, isn't real. Love is to is to will good for somebody. It's mm-hmm. it's a choice we make from our heart, and it's not in its essence a feeling, but it it normally uh, in a healthy way would include some emotion. But we need to be able to love and and do the right and good and kind thing, even if we don't have the feeling. That's mm-hmm. what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. It's the same. In, in our relationship with the Lord. As it is with people, like in marriage, yeah. Yeah, and yet it's it's a good thing to have the positive emotions as well, and same in our relationship with God. It's now, I really thing. like hearing you say that, because when I met you, you didn't feel that way. <laughs> it's a really good and positive thing to have emotions. That, that shows, Christy, how much you have uh, been healed up in this area and how much you have been strengthened in the Lord's grace over the years of your discipleship, because when I met you uh, in the early years of our marriage, you struggled with a lot of shame about your sensitivity and your emotions, and sometimes, of course, that still comes on you and you need to work it through, but um, for the most part, and increasingly, you've really learned to, to embrace that actually God has made you sensitive and he's made you a feeler and and. Uh, as we've studied from the Bible and we talk about in Journey of the Soul, Jesus is a feeler too. <laughs> um, yeah, we can look at Jesus as a thinker, but we can look at Jesus as a feeler. He feels things very deeply, and it's a good thing. And that's been that's been a grace for me because I, growing up, I internalized so many people in authority who made it made me believe that emotions could never be trusted emotions are always suspect emotions are immature emotions are dangerous and all of that was very hard for me as someone who felt emotions very deeply and so being able to come to understand that no emotions actually can be a gift too and emotions can be positive and emotions are a form of intelligence and has rounded out my ability to function in the strength of a whole soul. So you're a wounded healer in this message and following Jesus with feelings and faith. And that we, we, we can follow Jesus with just faith, without the feelings, but that, that doesn't mean that the feelings are, are less than or secondary or um, aren't important to faith. Yeah, you know, as you're bringing up your your story, it's reminding me of what we've learned from the Enneagram. And uh, uh, friends, we've got an Enneagram book that we're writing now, so we've so got pray a new, for us. <laughs> got a new a book contract, and uh, some of you might be thinking, I think there's enough books on the Enneagram, which is what we initially thought. But we've got a different message. It's on the Enneagram and your emotions. And uh, so, yeah, pray for us about this. But 
just the thought I had here that some of our listeners might relate to, Christy, you grew up in a context where you are a heart person in the Enneagram. Uh, you're in that triad, and all of your other family members were in that head triad, or your mom was straddling the, the gut triad and the head triad. So you were alone over there in the heart triad as a feeler, and all the rest are, are thinkers and doers. And so that was part of what was hard for you and hard for your family, growing up in a loving family, a Christian family who really loved you and, and, and believed in you, and yet they didn't very well understand your emotional nature. And so that was a journey that you had to take in, in adulthood. Well, the reality is, Bill, our family, you and our children, are all head or gut types, too. I'm only heart type you're, you're in back our there family, again. too. Yeah. But thank you. I keep working yeah. on that, that two wing of mine that gets me in the heart triad yeah. for you. <laughs> I know. You've been very empathetic and understanding of my emotions. I'm grateful for that. But but yes, this this is in in every one of us we have different areas where we can grow and bring more of our full true self into our into our faith, into our relationship with God. And that is a grace. Lord, we just thank you for each of our listeners and gosh, it is such a joy to have them on this journey of, of following Jesus with us. Thank you, God, for the, the blessing of friends on the journey and that we can be emotionally honest about the real stuff in life and the real challenges uh, in our faith. And Lord, I just pray for each of our listeners, so some are listening who are just struggling to feel your presence and have spent a long time. And they're just not sure maybe even that their feelings are trustworthy. How I pray, Lord, that you would bring about a healing and a grace there to uh, reopen that, that channel of relating, uh, to uh, come to be able to feel your presence. And at the same time, I pray, Lord, for, for us that we would be able, all of us, that we would be able to, to trust you and worship you, even in, in those seasons of desolation or those times where we're stuck at the wall and we're not, we're not feeling your presence. Help us to have a faith and a trust in you, and a knowing that's even deeper than emotions. It's coming from our, our, our mind. It's coming from our, our, our heart choices. It's coming from the, the spiritual manifestation of the reality of your, your presence. It's coming from our memories of times in the past where we've, we've sensed and known and felt your presence, Lord. Help us all to be faithful to love you and to love people in Jesus' name, even when we're not having the uh, emotions of, of closeness and uh, so bless each of our friends, their, their life, their family, and their ministries. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you enjoyed um, this replay, um, Is Faith Real If You Don't Feel It? Pa Pastor Sheridan, I'm wondering if you um, could pray for us, please. I sure will. Lord, thank you so, so much for who you are. And, and God, you gave us faith. You gave to everyone a measure of faith. And, and we were born with feelings. We were born with emotions. And I pray that, God, we will, as your believers, just set them in the proper order, knowing that we will walk by faith, not by our feelings, but we won't deny our feelings. We'll integrate them with our faith, knowing that they are real. Help us, God, when things don't make sense, we'll make faith out of it. And with our faith, God, we will honor you. We will love you. We will follow you. We will journey with you. Bless each and every listener now, God, with the strength to know that my faith is real, even when I don't feel it, God. It is real. 
We give you glory and praise in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sheridan, for being here today. Um, if people want to speak with you, if they want to experience what I know, um, a spiritual direction or coaching with you, um, they can find you on the Soul Shepherding website. You are just the most generous and responsive um, spiritual director. I'm so grateful for your leadership and your grace, Sheridan. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 